1: We start off with a good old glee singing moment. I can't carry a tune, but. (laughs) Oh?
2: Yeah, please. uh, Fuck our theme song.
1: Yeah. Just like Usher's a cold open, you know? A cold (laughs) open. (laughs) Nothing says a cold open to me like a good old dance number, you know?
2: I, well, every time you pick the one thing that is ill-suited for an audio medium, and I, I feel like I should expect it at this point, and I don't, and every
1: time I'm let down. <laughs> no, it's been four years. You should expect it by this point. Yeah. Anyways, there's a new voice here. Ooh. I don't even know, you know that I would consider it a new voice. More just like a friend of the family is back in the space. I'm <laughs> home. She's <laughs> home. <laughs> I was so cold. Someone's been out in the forest <laughs> sleeping too long. In. Well
0: hello everyone hello
1: to our <laughs> lovely guest Rachel friend of the family boing, boing, boing. For being here today
0: it's good to be back <laughs> it's we were just trying to figure out when I was last year and I legally cannot remember
1: I'm just gonna confidently say December of 2017 and I'm just gonna go with that because I think that's right I really like that <laughs> welcome into the Twilight it's good to be back I think that's a great tagline for us since we've got (laughs) someone here other than Cody I'm gonna start with you Rachel Rachel how the hell are you
0: doing I am sweating and that's not on brand for the theme of vampires or anything legally but it's fine it is very warm in Washington I don't have an air conditioner Oh no. you know that shit happens (laughs) you Um, know sometimes I was gonna try out natural deodorant I think I have to wait until it's cold (laughs)
2: It's not the time. It's not your time.
0: (laughs) I don't think it's right. It's not right now.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: No, that sounds awful.
1: Um, yeah, it's hot as hell here. Cody, how's it going in your neck of the woods? Give us the weather report. I hate it. I hate it here. Um, I do have
2: a fan though. That's a new development. Um, um, I will say I do have the date of that episode the last time you were here. And oh? Allie was right. It was December 11th, 2017.
1: I'm <gasps> so good at that.
2: Also, do we want to know mind. the title of this episode real quick? Yes. Um, <laughs> it's, it's episode 54, if you want to go back and listen. Uh, it's called Brass Out the Ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why? I should have re-listened to it before I came on today. I was going to, but then I got lost in the world of fanfic, yeah. and listen, here I am.
1: You can't do that's everything. Great. But yeah, that's lovely. My god, so it's been 130 episodes since we had you on here Time is fake, but that's okay
0: It really is
1: Um, We are so glad to have you here Since the last time that you were on here, Rachel, we have added a new thing Where in addition to just talking about how we are um, We bring something happy into the space before we talk about awful things (laughs) I love that (laughs) Has anything good happened to
0: you in life? Well, I am growing dill um and that has been very rewarding that's for me. so good and my bagels god bless and uh she's got roots now we love know? cottage those, core those dill they have legs <laughs> i know i really am becoming that person and i also learned that you know like green onions you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm a bit Maine. familiar have you heard <laughs> have you heard of those boys <laughs> um turns out we should stop buying them and you should just chop off the ends and stick them in water and then you have an infinite that's supply amazing.
2: i gotta do that
0: <laughs> i i had no idea and i feel so angry at all of the years that i spent spending money on these we've boys, been scammed here i could just grow them <laughs> yeah listen the produce
1: department in grocery stores is fake that's what i'm <laughs> learning based on tiktok is that like none of the vegetables are the right size that there actually are out in the wild sure and you can just make your own just diy scallions.
0: We are the producer.
1: Whoa. Isn't that just farming? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, but don't... It's fine. Don't lie and say that the mister doesn't hit different, because it does. Oh. You're it right. Does. You're it's right. different than real-life mist, you know? Could just you give a little thing squirt bottle? <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, like, kind of a happy thing, kind of just, like, a, a fun related thing to our podcast. Um, sure. I watched The Love Witch this past week. Um, oh. Which is very good. It's, like, from 2016, I think, by this director, Anna Biller. And it's kind of like this, like, it's basically filmed like it was in the 60s, and it's, like, super stylized, like, she's a witch, and she likes to kill men, basically. And that's the whole Ooh. thing. And it's very fun. But I can't stop thinking about it, because she leaves a literal mug of piss. No. At, no. At the crime scene. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Where she like kills this like, guy, been here before. and I was like, "Huh, this is familiar." <laughs> like this whole time, we've been you know being shitty, being like, "This is a really ridiculous plot," and the fact Absolutely. that he's just so focused on this mug of piss. Meanwhile, this actual example of this happening in another media text, I cannot, I can't, I can't. I hate that. Yeah, a lot. it made me actually quite upset. <laughs>
0: I would like if piss at the crime scene just becomes a stereotype in Hollywood. Yes, that's
1: my favorite ska band. I think <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would make a good band.
1: I feel like it's an insult to the Bell Company who makes <clears throat> those Mason jars. Yeah, they're meant for they're meant for anything else. Sure, maybe yeah. it's the dollar store, like the dollar spot at Target erasers. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's jam or <laughs> ice cream but yeah. piss
0: like what? that's not their, that's not on brand i w- i don't know i think honestly they leave it up to interpretation for a reason That's okay. true it's like listen you do whatever you want
2: with
1: these jars that's not on us that's not
2: you do you <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah as soon as
1: as soon as you buy it from them they just like wipe their hands of all liability right goddamn uh, what is your happy thing my dude i'm so glad that you asked my happy thing this week is something that you created (laughs) it's so awesome! my terrible
2: terrible hands and brain
1: with your genius mind and beautiful access to photoshop hi listen i'm talking about another visual and audio medium (laughs) sue me cody sent me a photo yesterday of the glee cast And I was like, oh, great. Looks great. I don't know what you're doing this for. Maybe it's just a fun little, like, warm-up, you know, like how artists do. And I didn't question it at all, that the fact that it photoshopped into this image was Twilight Bella and Twilight Edward just, like, in it. Doing a little squat. (laughs) Just chilling while the Glee class is, like, singing Journey at the top of their lungs. Yeah. Only to find out today that I have said awful things on this podcast about Glee, and I didn't remember them because <laughs> I blocked them out. So thank you for that memory. It's been awful.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. That's, it's, it's a pleasure, great. honestly. Um, I, it's honestly concerning how broken my brain has gotten those last few years, and especially the last few weeks on TikTok, where I just made that without question. Sure. Immediately after having the idea and just felt nothing <laughs> from doing <it. laughs>
0: I will say looking at it right now they fit in so seamlessly to this image. Yeah, like, like if you were just scrolling. I would, you would love know. a crossover. Seriously, like those were the first like versions of
2: of like them I can splice in that I was like doing and I'm like no this is perfect. This is this can just
1: go. This is it. It just makes me wonder like why why would a vampire ever need to crouch other than killing? Like what is he doing? Right. Where is this from? <laughs> Who is this man? Yeah. The one thing that doesn't make my brain hurt, and I'm so glad that we have you on here, Rachel, is I would like to return three years ago when we started talking about your Twilight experience. I'm gonna assume that there are a fair few of folks that have been following us along on this danger for about four years, but for those that don't remember, Rachel, would you do this the honor and talk to us about how you got into Twilight, please?
0: This is just the thing that I love to talk about the most, <laughs> to be honest. It really is. So, ooh, before the Twilight Renaissance, there was a time where reading Twilight was frowned upon, sure. if you will. And I just remember being a young, spry 7th grader, just vibing out, doing my thing. And a girl in my class had a copy of the books and told me what they were about. And I remember, like, back then, vampires were not, like a thing that people were excited about. Because it, it wasn't like, I guess they're kind of like the zombies today. Like zombies, it's like, oh, yeah, we see them and everything. Like, it's fine. Right. Vampires were like, we don't, who? We don't talk about her. Interview with the vampires, all we know, and that's it. Like, it was just and Anne Rice
1: in a corner. And everyone just accepted that but ignored her.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's fine, you know? And so I started reading them. And I was like, oh, yes, this is absolutely some <laughs> shit I'm about to be <laughs> obsessed with. I love it. And then fast forward to, I guess, eighth grade, um, Eclipse is about to come out, the book. And this is when the movie is, like, just in the talks. And I went to a little thing called Twilight Prom, and (laughs) I got to meet Miss Stephanie Meyer herself. It is literally my biggest flex (laughs) that I have. I will never shut up about it. And I do brag. I will say that right now. I am so happy that I got to see her face to face and look her in her eyes and ask her questions. And just ask her why. not everyone can say they look that. Look at her stern um, lamp. <laughs> just... <laughs> just something so vacant in those eyes that she created this whole world. I had her sign my book. She only signed Eclipse. She wasn't going to sign. Like, I brought all my other books with me. And she was like, no, we only signed the new one that you had to just buy in hard copy right now. Ugh. And she wrote to Rachel with the number two. And that is my favorite thing to talk about. It just sets the tone of her writing and just ingenuity as a whole. (laughs) I was just saying this to my partner. I never would have thought that like in my eighth grade self that I'm pushing 30 now. And here I am twice on this beautiful Twilight podcast. My eighth grade self would have been so happy that I'm doing this and that I still care. And that a new book is coming out. Like what? Hello. So, wow. I. But yeah. That
1: there's so much about that. Like you, <laughs> you could honestly write a story just about looking into those dead eyes in
0: person. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, I also I used to be on YouTube and I made a tutorial that ended up being pretty popular around when Breaking Dawn Part One came out because that's my favorite movie of the franchise. <laughs> If anyone remembers, like, what was that, like 2012, like 2011 beauty YouTube times, mm, everyone was doing her makeup look for her wedding because, like, <laughs> duh, right. that's the look. And I decided, no, I would like to do desiccated half-dead <laughs> Bella when she's giving birth. And so that was the look that I'm I not did. not like other
2: girls, you know?
0: I know. That was a very converse to prom kind of a move. But, you know, it paid off. It was it was different. It hit those search <laughs> engines, you know? And Straight. that's a
2: career, folks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then the, everything from then on. Once I met Stephanie Meyer, my career really took off. <laughs> it's the prophecy. It really started a chain reaction for me. <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah,
1: I thinking about 2012 YouTube gives me a gives me chills, and yeah. not in a good way. Just like a visceral like fear. Yes, but I feel like out of the out of the good things that came out of that time, that tutorial was important and memorable. <laughs>
0: Truly a cultural reset. (laughs) I'm so glad. (laughs) It really was for me. And I had a roommate at the time that looked like Kristen Stewart. And so I did the makeup on her. And overall, you know, some things just uh, stay cooking in this brain. (laughs) And it's been Twilight this this whole time.
1: Not stop. Smooth brain, one thought, and it's only Twilight this entire time.
0: (laughs) My whole cortex. (laughs) I don't know. My hemispheres. Yeah.
1: Speaking about someone that's all consumed with Twilight... Should we talk about Catherine Hardwick oh, finally of on course. this show? Jesus. <laughs> After all this time, <laughs> I don't know what is more surprising to me. One, that either Entertainment Tonight brought back Catherine Hardwick, like had a new conversation with her about <laughs> the Midnight Sun movie, or your news, Cody, <laughs> which shook me entirely, that she has a Quibi show. Oh, uh, hello. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> so both of these are incredibly haunting things. I'm I'm going to sh- discuss this ET Online article a little bit because, like, they are making it sound like it was this huge exclusive that they released yesterday. Being able to talk to Catherine Hardwick. Essentially asking, like, are you going to remake Twilight now, but from Edward's perspective, a la Midnight Sun? And she was like, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so <laughs> good to hear, honestly.
1: I mean she said it was gonna be difficult, obviously. But Midnight Sun would just have to be another film. One of the things when they asked her about it, she was like, it would be fun. It would be fascinating, which like if I can think of a word that comes out of Catherine Hardwick's mouth, it has to be fascinating. I just always imagine her very hyped up.
2: Yeah, I feel like she's always amped. Like she's just like chugging bang energy or something. Like
1: just <laughs> Absolutely. The true sponsor of four loco, Catherine Hardwick. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> But, as she, like, obviously she's like, it's difficult, you know, because, like, Rob is a, Rob is Batman now, and, and Kristen's in all of these amazing things, um, but she does not dismiss it as something that will never happen, just yeah. a maybe, which I don't hate.
0: But there's no way that she thinks that they'll come back for it. Like, <gasps> she has to know that they're going to have to recast, because he does not look Everybody, 17 a No anymore. No.
1: <laughs> no there's no way and there's just like you could not pay robert enough to get back into that franchise no
0: oh god after all the work he's done i just love the energy (laughs) the energy that he brought to us with that photo shoot in quarantine oh that's the kind of energy i'd love to have him be diving back into edward's skin you know (laughs) absolutely that's what i want
2: (laughs) is he gonna make that cursed pasta too It's like, we can't go to Bellitalia because it's quarantine, but I got something. I can whip up something
0: (laughs) real nice for you. Don't even worry. This rivals Charlie's afternoon
1: pasta. (laughs) I got nine packets of Kraft cheese on top here, and I'll put it in the microwave. That's the thing that really fucks me up, is I imagine, and I did this too, but I feel like for the past decade, a lot of people were like, oh, Robert, he's so classy. He probably eats amazing things. But he ends up having the cooking skills that Charlie does, Yeah, which... I feel like completely obliterates a lot of people's mental image of him. Totally. Like, he's a rat. Yeah. He's a rat man. Like, <laughs> he's just.
0: I love oh, it, absolutely. Though, you know? Like, I just picture him, like, topping pizza with gushers, it's... and that is the energy that he brings mm. to the party, and I love that. And then I'm picturing Kristen Stewart making, like, a flawless poached egg. Yeah. <sighs> you know? Ugh, the duality. And to be served a poached egg by Kristen Stewart <laughs> is really just what's going to take over the other hemisphere for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> So.
1: It is incredibly important. Cody, could you talk about this Quibi series, please? Sure. Because I'm looking at the cast list for the first time, and I'm about to ship my face. Okay, right? Okay, so,
2: Catherine Hardwick has a show on Quibi, apparently. We can't confirm this because we're not sure that Quibi exists. Um, but I think it's fake, personally. <laughs> it's some government scheme, I don't know, that's just raised a lot of money. Catherine Hardwick allegedly has a show <laughs> that's like some sort of sci-fi... Almost like choose your own adventure kind of feel, um, which has Helena Howard in it, who I love and she's great. Also Don Cheadle, which like what? Oh. Hello, back in the game Don Cheadle. Hello,
0: <laughs> hello, back in the game Don Cheadle is original. <laughs> yeah, his God given <laughs> Christian name. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Emily Mortimer is in it. It's incredibly confusing to me. Yeah. I want to know what the, um, the tone of it is visually, not, like, the actual plot, but the color tone. Like, is it a beautiful cascading <laughs> blue? Like, I just want to know. I just want
1: to know. Is <laughs> it that signature Catherine Harvick blue? <laughs> the other thing that I want to know is that the scripts for this Quibi series, one of the writers is Charlie MacDonald. Oh, like the Charlie MacDonald? What? I, I honestly, I, folks, I can't tell. Oh, because... Charlie from YouTube? Speaking of 2012 YouTube. <laughs> that's what I thought. It really fucks me up because it, in this ET article, it says, like, she has this 14 episode series. It's all about, like, a high school student. i oh, know if they're human. It's like, okay, Catherine, we got it. <laughs> and the scripts for this, it says, were penned by Charlie McDonald and Jeffrey Lieber. And if it's not... Oh, Charlie
2: it is. is so it cool, is like... him. It is? It is. Oh. Yep, he's talking
1: about it on his Twitter. Oh my oh. god. It's all oh. connected. It Hello? is.
0: <sighs> wow. What? God, we just had the impenetrable <laughs> honor of, of learning this story. Yeah, news. he did an AMA with Catherine Hardwick <laughs> no, on what? Reddit. Oh my god, to say that you did an AMA
1: with Catherine Hardwick I would change all my business cards immediately.
0: Yeah. I... First line of my resume. <laughs> this
1: that is, is so My naughty. brain
2: stopped working. It's not
0: functioning. <laughs> it's the mashup we never expected, but it's the one my, we What group, a terrifying crossover.
2: <laughs> my head is both empty and crowded, and I don't know what to do. I'm so scared.
0: So does that mean you guys are gonna have to watch it for the next episode? I I'm guess. But I guess you have to watch get it.
2: Quibi.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: Do you get Quibby, or does Quibby get you? Honestly.
1: Oh. <laughs> Shit. You're right. I can't like turn around too fast and look into a dark corner because I'm convinced that Quibby is there. Just <laughs> Speaking of dark corners, um, oh Rachel, we're gonna ask you for a second to just like dig deep into your past.
0: God, I'm so nervous
1: <laughs> because. Screen Rant this past week, Friend of the Family Screen Rant, posted this listicle being like Edward Cullen versus Damon Salvatore, who wins in a fight. (laughs) And I am not going to click through on this article because I don't care what they have to say. I only care about what you have to say about this.
0: First impression, Damon has to win. And that is just because, I mean, have we seen Edward fight? I know As if you could fight him off. But I'm pretty sure Damon (laughs) is up for that challenge. I don't know. Damon is just out here snapping necks and just staying catty. I don't know. He does not give a shit. He has killed... He killed his, like, girlfriend's brother at one point. Because he was like, you know what? I'm pissed off today. And that was a (laughs) big move. Okay? So, I don't know. I just really think Edward would not snap Alice's neck. I don't know.
1: (laughs) It's... Looking at this is haunting. Because I... Never watch The Vampire Diaries. There's only so much of CW I can take, and I chose my shitty show, and I could not do another. Oh. So all of these references mean nothing to me.
0: I will say, in the pilot, they do reference Twilight. Like, Damon actually is sitting there with a copy of the book. No, and being like, what? fuck these vampires and their stupid sparkles, <laughs> because in the show, they don't sparkle, obviously, because I was a Stephanie Meyer wet dream. Who knows? Yeah, Stephanie and... Meyer would have sued them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in the show it's like they have witches. There's there's all kinds of different supernatural beings in that show. And they start off with just witches and vampires, <laughs> the classics. And the <laughs> witches can curse a piece of jewelry or whatever, and it can be a daylight ring or it could be a necklace, whatever fits your mood, and so that's how they stay out of the sun because they just burn up and completely die if they're in the sun without this piece of jewelry that they have to get a witch to make, and witches are already like, "Ugh, the balance of the universe, you guys are awful, so you got to really prove to them that like you're not gonna you know abuse its power or whatever that kind of a thing.
1: I love this idea of witch SPF.
0: <laughs> yes. And <laughs> I, really if I is. could have
1: that, I could spend so much less money.
0: True. I just feel like overall the vampires in the Vampire Diaries, they have a lot more to lose because there are so many ways to kill them. And in Twilight, it's just like, oh, we go out sun and we make a big spectacle of it. <laughs> and like people <laughs> don't want to see that. And then it's like, oh, we're we could be ripped up into shards. But like, who's going to really do that to us? You know? So that's that why I would say Damon.
1: I'm glad that you are an expert on so many things, but we are tapping into only a couple <laughs> today of just the really important ones of the yeah. Vampire Diaries and your Twilight knowledge.
0: If I get to be known for anything, it's my, my knowledge of these two franchises <laughs> that would be all I want.
1: And the next franchise um, that we're going to ask you about, Cody, could you read our listener question for me, please?
2: Absolutely. Uh, this is from Cassandra, who asks... A nice crossover question. What Animal Crossing villagers are the Twilight
0: fam? Oh my god. I love (laughs) this question. Wow. Okay, well, immediately what came to mind is Lucky has to be in the Twilight fam, and I'm, I'm, like, having trouble thinking who that would be. Mm
1: -hmm. Lucky the, like,
0: cursed mummy dog with the glowing eye. I mean, he could be Jacob. Jacob's got glowing eyes, and he's a cursed dog, if you think about it. Yeah. (laughs) So, I like that. Based
1: on his catchphrase alone and just the way that he looks it reminded me a lot of tyler circa twilight after the car crash
0: i'm not tired wow. that though. oh my god that's so true i would also say our <laughs> lord and savior Renezme has to be i need you to look up um freckles any of you that play animal crossing oh, when you get a moment yeah. this is specifically renesme cgi'd okay this is not young she's so scary yeah, but I do love Freckles. Freckles deserves more love, you know?
1: <laughs> Respect for Freckles.
0: I really do. It's just
1: the, like, set-apart eyes. That it's really just so, so wide. <laughs> it's so wide. So <laughs> wide really and so much.
0: big. They've been through so much. And I would say <laughs> this might be a hot take because people have very divisive feelings about Diva the villager. Mm-hmm. However diva is serving absolutely 20s-esque alice at the wedding okay oh, she's yeah. got that I 20s little that. haircut and she's wearing purple i mean that's the color yeah so and i would say monique is rosalie Ooh, i was gonna say tiffany for rosalie <gasps> wait <I don't laughs> that's better the and also the fact the that she definitely has a whip you know like
2: oh absolutely
1: absolutely for the titular three yes
0: Oh, I, All
1: I know is that the real Animal Crossing Bella could not be Bella. No. They are no. further apart.
0: <laughs> Very far apart. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and if I remember right, there is an actual Jacob, right? But it's like a bird.
0: Yes, you're right. That's what I'm saying. Lucky really vibes for Jacob for me. Or like yeah. Butch, you know? Or Sam Yuley could be a little Butch, you know? <laughs> and Edward, I mean... Okay, this might be a hot take as well. Okay. But sprinkle sprinkle the sparkly penguin. Oh is really my god. Me <laughs> wow. From heaven, Edward. I don't know. You let me know. There's so much to unpack just in that statement alone. <laughs> it's not what you would expect, I mean, but it's what we deserve.
1: There's the hair, the yeah. the hair twirl, the eyes. I I see it. <laughs>
0: It's either that or, like, literally Marshall. Like, the short, Angie squirrel. Oh,
1: Angie! <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that could also be Jasper. I don't know. God. Uh, Jasper
1: there's... gives off a lot of Marshall vibes to me, so I, yeah. that feels right. I would agree.
0: Jasper and Diva together, a match made in heaven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Truly. Also, just looking at this, Esme reminds me a lot of Poppy. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that. I, I would agree. agree. Like, whoever just has the softest eyes.
0: Yeah, just so soft, so warm. And like, it's not a villager, but I unfortunately have to give Charlie Booker or Copper. Yeah, it's it's sad but true. Yeah, hate to see it. (laughs) Hate to see it. We could love to watch him leave.
2: No. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I saw myself walk into that, and I hated every
1: moment. I hate it so much. It's You're not wrong. I just still hate it. Yeah. So the reason why we brought you here today, one, was to talk about the Avengers Initiative, and two, was to talk about this titular movie of Twilight and Forks, the documentary, I should say. Yes. There, just to recap, both of you had never seen this before. Is that right? Correct. Correct. <laughs> Great. Love synchronicity. Uh, I, Rachel, Please tell me, please just open up your notes for me. Oh. Just give me an overall vibe check for this documentary, please.
0: The vibe check is, I would say, seven minutes in, I thought I was watching a Twilight-themed Parks and Rec episode. <laughs> okay, <laughs> episode. yes. And that's really the tone mm. of this entire documentary. It's the zooms, the music, <laughs> the, the graphics, the graphics, the, the transitions. Yeah, it's just, it's a Parks and Rec saga and i absolutely love it i had no idea what i was walking into i thought it was going to be just like about how the town was impacted by twilight which it definitely obviously discusses that but Mm -hmm. in the beginning when they're kind of like trying to get the audience to think like also people in forks literally think this shit is real and there are vampires among us
2: The amount of committing to the bit that happens in that first seven minutes is unreal i thought i was losing it Oscar worthy
0: performances. There are
2: like, there's some shop owners that are like, well, I mean, you know, it's like, it's dark and stormy and like, could happen, you know? And like, everyone, everyone they talk to is like, well, maybe. There's like one teen, it's it's, like, there's no fucking vampires here, but everyone else is like, (laughs) who knows? It's that one
0: woman that owns the flower shop that is like, I mean, listen, growing up, I never went into these one woods. And (laughs) I found someone, like, hours away who said, I sure as hell did not go in the same woods. And we just kind of knew that there was just some reason why we didn't do that. And then it cuts to, like, a high school football player who's just like, yeah, I don't fucking understand why this is happening. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to play football. I'm just trying to graduate, man. I don't know what to do. I felt like he was actually very it. upset that people thought that he was winning at a football game because they were vampires or whatever. He seemed very For real. Okay, that. but like,
2: sidebar, that kid is definitely a werewolf. Like, <laughs> <laughs> jokes aside, <laughs> that kid is absolutely a werewolf. Every time they cut to him, they're like, yeah, people keep saying, like, I look like a vampire, I look like a werewolf. This guy, like, the most unshaven high school senior I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and is just so pissed at everything. And I'm like, are you not? You can tell us. It's okay. This He's is the same thing. He's about to space. change. <laughs> right. He's
1: just mid-animal. Rip flag. his cargo shorts. <laughs> right. If you can make it through the first nine minutes of this, you can make it through the whole thing. But also, I feel like the first nine minutes are, like, they peak really early. Yeah. <laughs> it is terrifying. I think the thing that surprised me the most after, because I, I remember watching this when it came out and then just completely blacking it out. Um, for good reason, I understand now. Mm -hmm. But the fact that this is an official Summit production really fucks me up a little bit. Haunting.
0: I was not expecting that. Haunting. It's beautiful.
1: Because this feels like, throughout the whole thing, like one of those DVD extras that you get with
0: that. I would venture to say it feels like a 2008 YouTube video.
1: (laughs) Yes. Also that.
0: Yeah. And I was shocked when I saw the Summit logo, and Chris was (laughs) like, oh, (laughs) this cannot be happening? I would also like to ask, do we know if any of the stuff they said in the very beginning was true? Because I had never heard that the real owner of the Cullen House was owned by a doctor who had adopted children. Like, is that actually true?
1: That has to be fake. There's no
0: way. (laughs) They were starting to get me. I was like, damn, there are vampires here. (laughs) Well, you're right.
1: (laughs) That presumes that Stephanie Meyer did more than two google searches during all of this one to see where the red the wettest place was right. in the continental u.s and two that google search of vampires that she has bella do later on
2: that i literally had that in my fucking notes i was like there's this one dude who's like he's the principal of the forks high school and he's just like Which, what the fuck, first of right all. he also looks like he's like in his 20s like he's just like are you allowed to be a principal <laughs> 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 He's like, oh, you know, it's actually kind of faithful. There's stuff that isn't right, but, like, a lot of stuff is, like, pretty impressive for someone who, like, you know, just kind of Googled Forks and hasn't really been here before. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. you're giving a lot of fucking credit to the woman who, in the text, was like, oh, I think this guy might be a vampire. Let me Google vampire. Me Google me She's Google the queen of search engines. <laughs> She's... <laughs> where's that Google sponsorship? What's going also,
0: on? Also... The speculation about whether or not Stephanie Meyer visited Forrest yeah. before she oh wrote my the God. book. I love this. It's like, is this going to be like in the history books? Like, we never know <laughs> if she actually did go there before she wrote the text. Because, wow, but she might have stayed at an Airbnb off yeah. the highway. We don't I know. I want to see that
2: fucking receipt. They were like, oh, we were going through receipts and we saw an S. Meyer. It's like, fucking show. This is a documentary. Show the
0: receipts. Stanley. Stanley <laughs> yeah. Meyer. Yeah. She <laughs> was gonna, like, I was just fishing. <laughs>
1: Don't just say like, oh, all of a sudden during this, we decided to go back through our credit card slips from five years ago. Like don't just say that and then not prove anything.
0: I also really like that half the people in this uh, documentary met Stephanie Meyer at a Mormon church in the area and that's how they all (laughs) got connected with her. Just very on brand and just really speaks volumes to me and I love it.
1: I fuck this there's so much in this that is completely buck wild. I was already screaming about nine minutes in just because of the fact that, like, there's a woman, I think it was the flower shop, or maybe it was just in the Chamber of Commerce place, um, but the blonde woman with, like, the very spiky hair Mm -hmm. was, like, recounting these things, like, without blinking, just completely (laughs) sure of herself. She says she's lived in Forks, like, her whole life, and then she says Coyote in the in a way i'd never heard before
0: oh that was an east coast coyote that i heard yeah. and i was shocked by that
1: and i was like you have if you've lived in forks your whole life why first of all second of all why are you speaking like that though because that's not how we say coyote in these parts so what's happening but yes the lore was absolutely fucked up um i remember rachel that you had like texted me about this when you were watching it. Can you tell me about your reactions to the Twilight Lexicon website, please?
0: Oh, my! Um, <laughs> so they talk about the Twilight Lexicon website, um, which, if you don't know, it was just, like, one of those super early 2000s websites that was just a big place for Twilight fans to connect. And they said, Twilight Lexicon created out of necessity, and that absolutely <laughs> sent me to a place I can never return from. There was a need for this. We had to do it. They try. filled a need. They and were clamoring for it.
2: I also do love that there was a whole segment of like all these little fan sites and like forums and stuff around that time, which was like very fun nostalgia fandom vibes. Um, yes, but there's this one site where it's just like the Twilight guy.
0: Yeah, oh, I looked him up after this. He's, he's, he's just, still trucking.
2: Hell yeah, dude. It's just this dude who's like, I need a space for the fellas, you know, who want to walk
0: Twilight and for read Twilight and
2: not feel ashamed. And he's like talking about all these emails he's getting from people that are like, man, you know, I don't
1: know if I can want and read Twilight because like, it might make me seem like a pussy or whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> It's like, bro, yeah. what? <laughs> There was that part too where he got an email from another guy who was like, "Yo, like I really want to love Twilight, but my but the boys, yeah, (laughs) no, the boys." And so he was talking about how like he wants to read these in public, which like, wow, okay. (laughs) And so he just put car magazines over the outside of them. Oh my god! Yes,
0: I also want to know where they're finding car magazines in two thousand nine. Like, I feel like they were gone by then.
2: First of all, getting sourcing car magazines. Second of all. Twilight is a fake book, and just like And it's the <laughs> wrong size. And like, pa- I, I'm assuming there's some cutting involved here, but like, pasting the fucking cover of a car magazine onto a like 600 page fucking book on the subway of being like just a car magazine.
0: <laughs> my personal favorite character from this documentary, and I will say character here because I don't know if <laughs> these were paid actors. These are not real people. Is the guy? I'm called him in my notes here the absolute king from MTV oh my god oh my god (laughs) everything he said I was just like yes oh my god and he was out here dragging Star Wars fans yeah (laughs) it was just it was something really beautiful and yeah. he, I, he, I feel like the first clip that you see of him, he's just like, yeah, Twilight. It's kind of wacky. Like we were starting to show like some Twilight related stuff on MTV, and then we started Twilight all Tuesdays. These <laughs> yeah, Twilight Tuesdays. We should really implement those back in our lives. Absolutely. And then I feel like progressively as the documentary went on, he got more and more deep. And I was waiting for him to show up in the next shot with one of those chokers from Hot Topic. Everyone else, <laughs> yes. <covering.
2: laughs> but, like I am a vampire. I love this. <laughs>
0: Also, what did you guys think of Twilight Bill Nye? The oh, guy with okay, the whiteboard? That
1: <laughs> the fucking red string of this professor. Hmm. The fact that they never mention the whiteboard behind him with all of these like ancient runes, and literally. On it. <laughs> it's it, first of all, it looks like the the whiteboard in a quiet place where
2: it's all just like, what does it mean? What does it want? Like, <laughs> what's the secret? Like, but this poor fucking guy is like, the, he's like an English teacher, right, or something? Yeah. yeah. And he has this so- full whiteboard behind him, full of just. Runes and scribes, and just like this whole theory, like he has every book listed out, and like all this like actual theory. He even behind had him. Midnight
0: Sun on it. He's got like, Midnight
2: Sun up there. He's got like so much, so many notes behind him, and so many like academic principles behind him. And not once is it ever referenced.
1: <laughs> ever. Absolutely not all he spends his time talking about is how the people reading twilight are having a religious and also sexual experience with it <laughs> and he keeps comparing the twilight saga to the bible which like is a little on the nose Like every turn, hey,
0: it was just like i couldn't tell if he was talking about the bible or twilight and honestly they <laughs> are the same now it's fine
1: oh my god that him the twilight like Bill Nye professor and also the Carlisle dad I think were my favorite oh my god God. Carlisle dad
0: Carlisle dad who literally was transforming into a vampire every single (laughs) cut to him he was slumping further and further down that wall
2: as the movie went on he just became more and
0: more feral (laughs) and 100% he role plays this in a certain room in his house if you know what I mean
1: absolutely my god
0: for him it was an erotic experience
1: (laughs) the first couple moments of looking at him i honestly could not tell if he was wearing a wig or not (laughs) because it looked about the same as like pre breaking dawn part one wig so i was just assuming and then he started grabbing at his hair and talking about how he dyed it like he didn't dye it his daughter did and wanted to it wasn't for me i didn't but now he's got to keep it now he has to keep it.
0: I also wrote in my notes about him, and this is a direct quote. In fact, I won a con- contest about it at the DVD release party at the <laughs> South Center Mall. And Which is
1: our mall around yes. here for folks that don't know. Oh my God. And that How is weird, bliss. God. <sighs> Next time I you also can go wrote... back to that mall, you can think fondly of our,
0: <laughs> of our dear friend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there
0: and should be a, a, monument a DVD
1: him. store that does not exist anymore, I can guarantee it
0: oh true an fye the ruins yeah. of an FYE.
1: yeah it's awful oh i it made me so uncomfortable
0: but um, i mean it does beg the question did you guys experience an erotic or spiritual experience reading this because i for sure <laughs> felt both
1: i read these at the end of eighth grade going into ninth grade and at that point it had to be sexual <laughs> if i'm being honest it's sexual <laughs> at this point it's more just of an obligation and i'm just embarrassed that i still like it but like it's fine sure yeah getting into this people section they actually start to talk about how many people went to this original like book signing and forks which 250 people there seems like a lot yeah oh yeah the thing that really fucked me up about this is i i guess i had never really looked hard enough when i went into like the visitor center the amount of mail that they get for these fictional characters oh my god Is unreal. What I would give to just flip through those binders. (laughs) I would imagine, like, with Midnight Sun coming out, well, even with Life and Death coming out, Mm -hmm. and then Midnight Sun, there's probably been a, there was probably a dip in time, and now it's probably back up to about normal.
0: That's something (laughs) that I've been thinking of this entire time watching it, because they talked about you know, like the event that they do in September for Bella's birthday that we were going to go to this year we and were gonna we don't talk about it. it. Um, <laughs> and just like the numbers and how steadily they increase. I think it was like by 2009, they were expecting like what, like 20 some thousand people or something. Like, yeah. yeah, it's huge. Absolutely breathtaking. Who knew what would have happened <laughs> by like breaking Dawn era? Are you kidding? Oh my
1: God. Um, oh my God.
0: Cause at this point only the first movie had came out. Yeah. Like,
1: and that's the thing that really fucks me up is that like, the movie had just come out when they were filming this.
0: And so I'm like, what would, barring what's happening with the world, if this had just been a normal Tuesday 2020, <laughs> what do we think it would have been like for Midnight Sun down there? Because we were not prepared. We, Allie and I have been saying we were going to go to this shit for months Years. now. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and so we he had else. no idea Midnight Sun was coming.
1: Yeah. The fact that we were planning this before it even happened is unreal. it's wild um the thing that I think surprised me the most about this and I did not remember is how much beef there is between the local businesses and like the tour industry yeah and they get into that quite a bit um mainly this dad figure uh who apparently does the voiceover for the tours and is like aggressively into it that surprised me, of him, like, telling his whole life story of, like, we used to live in L.A., which is so many people, yeah. and then we moved to Vegas, which is still a lot of people, but a little bit less, and then we came here to Forks, and we fell in love, and now I do a bus tour. Like, hello? It's so weird. It's like, I, lo- I know so much
2: more about you than I ever wanted to.
1: <laughs> it's unnecessary.
0: Also, I don't know if that tour is still happening, because I remember the last time I was there, I did not see that bus, <gasps> but... I think the year before as that.
1: As far as I know, it's just self-guided.
0: Yeah. And they go to like the whatever the the center with the doll. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you get that little map. I thought it was funny that forty-eight seniors were graduating from 48th <laughs> school. Yes! Wow. Do you imagine that people transferred in and started going there? I mean there are Absolutely. so many people in this that said they moved there.
1: I feel like all of the town characters seemed absolutely interested because there was there's the dazzled by twilight guy yeah there was the cop figure who pretends he's charlie swan is like role paying on a daily basis to so maybe like an unnervingly amount you know <laughs> it's, it's a lot like do your job but- i guess but like this is unnecessary there was also the um alice girl at the flower shop yeah yes and she definitely moved in and that was like a whole thing.
0: She was literally like, I visited, and then I just asked if anybody needed someone cosplaying Alice, and they were like, absolutely, sweetie, we'll take you. (laughs) We're gonna make you a star, kid. (laughs) From, like, Ohio.
1: The other thing in this section that really fucked me up is the fact that the actual family doctor is, like, in and on the bit.
2: Dude, oh yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> fucked me up this whole time that i was like first of all like i get it there's like these tourist restaurants and these tourist places that are like super into it and that's great right this is a family practitioner right you're a doctor <laughs> people trust you with their lives and you're like oh yeah well this could be real <laughs> yeah there's a guy he's like kind
2: of attractive and he like goes to seattle all the time and like he could be a vampire
0: we don't think he's going to Seattle. We think he's going to Mountain Lion Town, if you don't know. I mean. Ew. <laughs> wink,
2: wink, wink. Wink, wink,
0: wink. <laughs> My friend is dying. Can you please help <laughs> you
2: please?
1: I broke a bone. Yeah. Can you just, like, help Can you please? just give me a cast? Come on.
0: Meanwhile, you have Dad from Dazzles by Twilight or whatever being, like, driving them into the hospital parking lot to show them <laughs> the Carlisle Cullen vampire parking. Not just parking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was just like, now don't go in there, ladies. Pretending you broke your little ankles to get a little money mung- Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh.
1: Some of his commentary on that was... Absolutely absurd. One that they go by Jacob's supposedly Jacob's house and they're pretending like all of this is so real. But when you get up close to Jacob's house, there's just a poster of Taylor Lautner in the window. <laughs> the like, most what? <laughs>
0: unnerving thing I've ever seen in It's Super.
1: not even like a picture, it's just the poster.
2: It has Twilight on the poster, like you can there's see it words. clearly. Like this <laughs> says the word Twilight on it, and it has the backdrop. It's like, my man, come on,
0: can we try well, What a little about bit? the lady? There's that woman that owns the Twilight house, like the Cullen house, and they're like, yes. "You can't get close, but you can literally go up to the window and look in." Like, she just, just sacrificed her living room. <laughs> yeah. Does she have to clean like every day? Like that would oh, suck. I bet. Does she keep all those like Twilight books and like memorabilia
1: there year round all the time? That's just her living room decor.
0: Twilight core. They
1: also for real (laughs) us they also mentioned that they go into forks high school like they open it sometimes for tours and the principal was very adamant of like well everyone's like really respectful and they don't come in when we're learning and it's like hello there's no way in a washington school that you can just walk in and be like "Mm, yeah i'd like to take a tour right now even though there's minors in this building like what
0: the fuck (laughs) I was severely disappointed that the biological, (laughs) the biology (laughs) professor, teacher, man did not have Miss Golden Onion. Uh, For real. Like, they interviewed him way too much, and I was like, when are they going to pan to the left (laughs) and we're going to see the Golden (laughs) Onion? Show me that sweet onion, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Roll that beautiful onion footage, you know?
1: You know what I want to see. (laughs) that's all i wanted because they show that reenactment like in the biology class but they don't put the golden onion next to them and it's like what's the point
0: also yes those hillywood cosplay people oh Oh my god God. so there are people on twilight what there are people on tiktok i'm my brain has been absorbed to her now She's on TikTok, gone. She's gone. I highly recommend looking up the Olympic Coven. There's other people that do it, but that's the one that I see the most on my For You page. Um, it's yeah. literally that. It's just Twilight cosplay, and it's beautiful, honestly. And I love that they're still doing it in 2020. Uh,
1: they were the ones that were supposed to be the special guests for for Bella's birthday, like the Fork Celebration this year.
0: <gasps> they
1: really commit to the bit.
0: Oh man. Because originally wig. it was supposed to be
1: fucking Billy Burke. But then they were like, lol, we can't let him die. So it's just the Olympic coven, and they looked pretty.
0: Wow. They honestly do amazing, honest work out here, and I'm <laughs> proud of them for it.
1: Absolutely. The other thing that surprised me that I did not remember is that, like, Bella Italia is a real place.
0: <laughs> yes, it is.
1: And the, supposedly, Stephanie Meyer called and asked extensive questions about their menu.
0: Hmm. <laughs> So Which really fucked me up. <laughs> that was the part that I had a question about because they go through this whole thing where they're talking about how Stephanie Meyer called Bella Italia and asked a million questions about the menu. Specifically, the best part of the lore is that she thought that Bella would eat gnocchi and that would be her like first choice. And I love that little tidbit of information that we have about Bella's mind. Um, <laughs> She's <but> Italian. <laughs> Chris, my partner says to me during this part, he's like, do you think that she talked to any of the Kiliu tribe at all when she was doing <laughs> Fuck her no. extensive yeah, research? Seriously? But she made sure to ask about menu items at Bella Italia. Right? It's yeah, just absolutely hmm,
1: Funny how that works. Hmm. They do a whole section on La Pushin here, and it was far more representation than the entire movies Literally. or books.
0: I was shocked that they actually interviewed tribe members. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely shocked.
1: Yeah, I agree. I did not remember that. And the fact that they were like, one, um, I think it was Roy, Roy Black Jr. was Mm -hmm. just like so in on it, like loved it and was like fine taking pictures and stuff. But I was surprised that they got people there that weren't like, fuck this mess. Like, I hate this thing. Yeah,
0: because, you know, that exists. You know, it has to.
1: Oh, it has to.
0: But at least she did her thorough research on the menu items at Bella Italia because that is where if you know, if you misrepresent mushroom ravioli, things can get really fucky. And apparently
1: also asked about veal.
0: Yeah, who was eating that? Did she really think Edward was gonna throw that up later? Because that's Bella's Miss (laughs) Vegetarian. So
1: She would be opposed for so many
0: reasons. Also of all the meats. Of all the meats. (laughs) The baby one. It's very interesting.
1: Final thoughts on this film
0: i think it's a must watch and i <laughs> yes, think if you if you're looking for something to follow up like the void of watching parks and rec i think this is for you <laughs> um it's only an hour and 25 minutes but i think it gives you everything you need
1: right it feels like so much longer yeah it does feel like three hours it really does. what i will say is i never i I guess when I watched this, it obviously didn't exist anymore. But I didn't realize until after we were done watching this that they did another one by the same producers, but specifically in Volterra, oh. um, which is they they put it out in the year of our Lord 2013 oh, So it's after after the last movie came out. And I'm very intrigued at some point to finally watch that because it's shorter. Wow. It's like 66 minutes. Oh, perfect.
0: I would have loved but, to have seen that like right after they'd filmed New Moon or something.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So as of when this comes out, but also just next week, Midnight Sun is finally being released. What a sentence. <laughs> um, I'm curious to know what predictions or thoughts that you have that we can look back on once we actually have the books in our hands. Oh,
0: my God. I, so I've been reading the PDF.
1: <laughs> I, the I expected nothing less. in
0: preparation. Because I wanted to know, like, when the book gets here, I want to compare notes and see. Because she always would say, like, that was just a rough draft. But I'm very convinced that that's just, like, to the publisher. You know, like, no edits. It's fine. I fully
2: believe she has been, either she has been sitting on this, like, 700-page document since for over a decade. Or she just wrote it all besides that first draft two weeks ago.
1: (laughs) That's the one I'm leaning towards.
0: My predictions are that we are going to get, like, flashbacks into the lives Mm -hmm. before Bella and everything. You Mm -hmm. know, I want flashbacks of when they were first turned or even, like, human lives. And I know we did get a little bit of that, but we never got it from their perspective. Especially, like, Edward was one of... He was the first one turned. And so to see a flashback of, like them all showing up to the family, you know, would be really fun to read. And so I'm kind of hoping that we get more of that lore, considering we had to hear about boring baseball Paul a lot in the first book. So, I (sighs) mean, that's some lore we didn't really need to hear much about, but we did, you know.
1: I'm very curious about the similarities and differences that this will provide. I'm also very curious to know if her bitterness on all of this settled down, because I remember... That as soon as this got leaked, that she had come out with a statement being like, fuck all of you. If I was going to even write this now, I would change the ending. James would win. The Collins would die. Fuck all of you. And I am very curious to see what kind of mindset she was in over the past two weeks when she was writing this. um, Because I'm not convinced that she wrote this before. Um, Has she fully
0: healed from all of this?
1: Exactly. That is what I'm very curious to know.
0: I also want to know, like, do we still believe the rumor that it was Robert Pattinson's like team that leaked it because he was given a copy of this to get into character?
1: (sighs) That's a good question. I know. I know that he had access to it, but we also haven't heard from anyone else that they had access to it. Knowing how much he load this (laughs) series from the get go, I wouldn't be surprised if it was someone from his team. Oh, my God. I
0: really hope it's true. God, that's my favorite legend. It's that and Marilyn Manson, and those are my two favorite myths. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's haunting. But, it, yeah, it's definitely a weird thing to say that after all this time, ne- next week we will have the copy of the book and be able to actually look at those first um, first couple chapters of what is almost 700 pages. God.
0: <sighs> How many poems do you think will be before each chapter? Uh. Do we think that will even still exist? Will there be moments where Edward writes in script and it's actually pasted there on the page? Allah be safe.
1: Oh God! Absolutely. Jeez. If I know anything about her, I know that there's going to be a lot of intentionally blank
0: pages. Yes, <gasps> blank
2: pages, ellipses, out the wazoo. I tell.
0: How many chagrins do we get? You know. <laughs> how many chuckles and how wait. many chagrins? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh no. The fact that we are just so willing to dive back into this. I think personally, I'm just very curious to see what kind of resurgence, like especially since we're kind of living in this Twilight Renaissance right now, mm-hmm. what this new content will actually do. Right.
0: I think it'll draw in younger people again. Like obviously everyone that read the original books is all in their like late 20s right now. Right. And so I'm hoping right. that this brings in a whole new... It's like when they added Friends to Netflix. That's what I'm expecting. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's a whole new generation of Hards, you know.
1: <laughs> and it's appropriate timing, too. I'm glad that you mentioned that because they're also putting the Twilight Saga, all of it, on Netflix oh come August. God. Like, in preparation for this book being released. And so I do, I feel like the access to this content will definitely encourage new fans, which I don't, I don't enjoy giving Stephanie Meyer money. And and thankfully, like we are not having to pay for our copies, but like, what the fuck? Uh, At least just buy it at your local bookstore, I guess.
0: There will be a used one at Goodwill in a matter of moments. Probably right now, as I spoke this, it's probably leaked already.
1: It's leaked. That's where the leak starts. It starts at fucking Goodwill. That's it. That's Well, next week, We will officially have our copies. We will be looking at chapters one and two of Midnight Sun. I'm so excited to talk about this book for the next two years. Cody,
0: (laughs) how do you feel, Cody? Like, because everything that you had to read had already been out for so long. And it was you, like, coming back to this amazing script. (laughs) This rich universe. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, how do you feel getting to read this along with the world in real time and then probably seeing the movie Because you know they're making a movie. Oh, almost certainly.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like the only other time something like this has happened was, like, Life and Death, which I've already forgotten about, mostly. Same. (laughs) Um, But I think this is totally different, where it's, like, something that people have been wanting forever, and we've been talking about forever. Yeah, and it's just weird to see it because I, I fully believe that she was going to fucking bring that draft like to her grave with her and like I never, really never, never fucking it. release it. Um, but hey, we're in wild times, So we're going <laughs> to shit's just happening. Um, so I'm excited, you know, <laughs> 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 but also am realizing that this is going to be this is it for the next <laughs>
0: You don't know. There could be prequels after this. She's like, "Oh man, I just got oh, the juices flowing." I know and I'm this just is just encouraging dive.
2: her to just keep doing this, and we keep letting. Do you her. remember
1: in the documentary they were talking about those three women, and they were like, "I mean, I can imagine being in Twilight, Phantom for the next seventy years." Yeah. And I looked at them, and for the first moment I saw myself represented, and I was like, "I fucking if I'm seventy years old and still talking about this, what the fuck?" <laughs> like. No.
0: That's all I could ask for to be honest. That's all I want.
1: I can't wait to have worse hearing than I do now and still have to try and make that comedic audio. Oh my god. <laughs> like just about the same fucking huh? thing. We have a whole bunch of our patrons to thank um, based on Twilight fanfiction titles from the Hugo awarded, <laughs> yeah. AO3. Uh-huh.
2: Put some respect uh, <laughs> on its name.
1: Right, exactly. Cody, would you like to start with our new patron? Absolutely.
2: Welcome to Carrie Goldberg, boi, 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 boi. who's gonna be
1: Rainy Girl.
0: Ooh. Oh. Great.
1: Love that. I'm going to give some love to Mickey Meyer. Boi, boi, boi. And Mickey, you are obviously going to be the fan fiction written by hesitantly hipster alien, which is titled <laughs> Twilight. Twilight. <laughs>
0: Maggie Quinn, you are Ooh. a perfect metaphor. Hey-o.
2: Just wow. one perfect metaphor. Yeah. Shout out to Katie Weber, beow, beow, beow. Who's gonna be a reversal of fortune. Oh my God. Whoa.
1: Shout out to Zoe Steele. Boing, boing, boing. Who's gonna be, by Salem the Plant Dad, yeah. it is titled Hunger. Nice.
0: Well, Rebecca Cullen, amazing name. (laughs) You are The English Rose by Maisie2K10.
1: Oh my god, how sophisticated.
0: (laughs) Shout
2: out to Elizabeth Swan. Who's going to be Falling for a Dark Soul.
1: Wow. I am going to give lots of love to Amy Taylor. Who's going to be... By Aubrey underscore Jean, the Forgotten Child. Oh? Uh, uh, hello? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Molt Gray. Beel, beel, beel. Who's gonna be your wish is my command.
0: Wow. Ooh. I love wow. that. Taylor Brown Town Lautner. <laughs> Boom, <Okay.
1: bam, laughs> <bam. laughs> Hearing someone else say it just brings you so much. Joy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> From Hesitantly hipster alien oh you are twilight twilight and that's uh. game
1: shout out to kelly beck boing, boing, boing. who is going to be by the blind musician for the love of a daughter <laughs> great shout out Aaron
2: salinger beal, beal, beal. uh who's gonna be by blood and by bleed <laughs> wow hello
0: <laughs> and dana cavanaugh you are Altitude by alligator blood.
1: Fuck yeah. Holy shit. Fuck yeah. And last but certainly not least is Sophia Salinger. Who's going to be, obviously, um, by melons is what would Damon do?
0: Hey. Oh. <laughs> Great <laughs> question.
1: Huh. What would Damon do? It's about oh. time somebody asked, you know? So Rachel. I would love to hear this fan fiction that you brought into the space today.
0: So I know that you guys have been doing this for a very long time, and I really needed to dig deep because I wanted to make sure it was something that you had not seen before.
2: Yeah.
0: And I legally do not know how I came across this, but (laughs) (laughs) this is called... Now, what's so, so upsetting about this is that it's called that it's going to be a series, but this is the only iteration of this, and I'm so hurt it deserves to be more. So this is called "Twilight Commercials," the series by Pandora's Notebook of Fanfiction.net, and oh, no.
1: this
0: particular story is called "Jacob's Orbit's Gum." Mm. Um, you know Orbit. We love her. <laughs> She's keeping you have us fresh. My attention. So this really okay. This was written, by the way, in two thousand eight. Okay. Great. so if you can you know reach back into your minds to 2008 there was that orbit commercial that was just like a good killing feeling no matter what that whole thing <laughs> so that is where this is coming from okay oh my God. great and i'm not i obviously can't read all of it but i would it's literally one page and i'd highly recommend reading it so just to summarize what i can't read it's basically the scene where jacob kisses bella without her consent and she punches him <sighs> Okay. Okay. So my attention. She smacks him and he's and she's like, damn it, Jake, you broke my hand. And then it changes the tonal whiplash (laughs) that happens is absolutely absurd. So this is where it goes. He says, I wanted to tell her that she broke her own hand, but I was suddenly distracted by a woman dressed in all white who suddenly appeared beside me she had curled blonde hair and a huge smile plastered across her face she posed with a pack of gum who the hell are you i began but she was already speaking in an annoyingly high-pitched voice dirty mouth <laughs> <laughs> clean it up with orbit's new peppermint chews she handed bella a piece of gum bella accepts it with her working hand and popped it into her mouth. She chewed it briefly, then smiled hugely. Her teeth glittered brightly. And Jacob says, wait, looking at the woman, are you saying I made Bella's mouth a dirty? And she goes, fabulous. And then leaves. Oh, my God. And then there's a, there's a little segment at the very bottom that says... Stephanie Meyer sat in her living room, writing pad on one side, bowl of popcorn on the other. She stared at the TV in shock. Why didn't I think of that? She yelled, grabbing her notepad and scribbling notes. Jacob then imprints on the orbits, lady, and they have three sons, what? <laughs> one of which is named Sergio. <laughs>
1: Slow down! What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand so what's happening. <laughs> Hold on. Why? <what? laughs>
0: there are... Hello? I... <laughs> so that's what's happening in Midnight Sun, I think. I yeah, <laughs> that's our big prediction uh, from Midnight Sun. Wow, I was not I was expecting self-insert. the voice
2: acting. <laughs> oh. That's great. Amazing. Fantastic. I just
0: felt like I was consumed by her, you know? <laughs> yeah. The role yeah. I was meant to play. <laughs> yeah. I just think I love when it breaks the fourth wall and it's Stephanie Meyer watching this commercial. Because, wow, to think of her in her home just doing anything is amazing, but specifically this.
1: Oh, my God. That is... I think it's art. Yeah, I would say so, too.
0: I think so, too. I'm not an art
1: decider, but I think that's art. Thank you for bringing that into the space. Um, My pleasure. Rachel, where can our lovely listeners find you these days?
0: Yes, so I do have an Animal Crossing-related podcast now. We are called The Villager's Voice. You can find us on most podcasting platforms, and we are also streaming video games, mostly Animal Crossing, on Twitch at Twitch twitch.tv slash The Villager's Voice. And then also I do art, and you can check out my art at shoprwd.com. And Hell that's yeah. game.
1: <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, if y'all are not in on the Twitch community that is the Villager's Voice yeah. and also the Discord community. It is literally one of the safest places on the internet um, and I would highly recommend it. And
2: also it. it has a dense Twilight presence.
0: Oh, It yes. does. <laughs> yeah. I would say we are wet with Twilight energy over
1: there. <laughs> the amount of times that I've seen the Oath yes a lot
0: we have we were gonna make a villager's voice oath i don't know if that's still in production but (laughs) we've have for sure read the twilight oath several times oh my god it's beautiful amazing the fandom intersections here it's just it's beautiful yeah
1: one could even say it's not even a venn diagram so much as it's just a circle at this point um rachel it's been a pleasure to talk to you since i cannot see you i know
0: (laughs) thank Um, you for having me i love to be here
1: (laughs) um you can go ahead and and lie back down in the forest and we'll we'll let you know when we need you in the next couple years (laughs) we'll summon you all right i'll be (laughs) listening to
0: uh, some like or whatever the fuck um
1: and when you see us all and hear us all next week we will be talking about midnight sun but for now um as two-thirds of the people on this podcast say um here in seattle get bit
0: get whipped (laughs) <laughs> yes i had to do it once
2: into the twilight is an earbud media production our theme music is by eli krauss and our artwork is by maddie padilla follow the show on twitter at into the twilight and support us on patreon at patreon.com into the twilight send us an email or a fan fiction at into the twilight show at gmail.com you can find Allie at into wild places and me at cody crowe